Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zenashe. I'm your coach, conduit, and catalyst to building a better life. A coach draws out hidden potential in a subject, a catalyst sparks change, and a conduit provides a connection. So I am here today to talk about focus in a purpose-driven leadership. And I am with Tanya J. Miller of Talking with Tanya. And she's going to help us because she is all about this. She picked this topic of focus and uh, purpose, purposeful leadership. And um, so she's going to tell us about herself, what she does, her books, um, and all about talking with Tanya. So say hi to the people. Hello to the Zenergy family. I am Tanya of Talking with Tanya, Tanya J. Miller, LLC. I'm an author, speaker, coach, strategist. I basically help leaders and organizations figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together so they can do life right and well. And I do that because I know that they have the capability to do their life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. So as all of that that I do, I come on today to help talk about the topic of purposeful driven leadership. Awesome. I like that unapologetically because I think that when we apologize, we're already setting ourselves up for a weaker position. We're not owning our full selves, our full strengths, our full capabilities. And um, we, we don't need to be apologizing. We need to be focused. We need to be stepping into roles as leaders. And everything that we do should be about purpose. It should be purpose-driven. You know, there's that book, that best-selling book, The Purpose-Driven Life. Yes. Um, so it should be purpose-driven. <laughs> and if it is purpose-driven, then, then why are we apologizing anyway? Because part of growing is realizing that we're going to have to move out of the status quo and that yes. that may ruffle a few feathers, but it's okay because that's how progress happens. We have to, you know, somebody said you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. <laughs> and that and, is the case if you want a good one. <laughs> right, right. So you have to be willing to shatter some perceptions, um, maybe ruffle a few feathers if you want to stand out. If you want to be like everybody else, that's not leadership. But if you want to stand out, you're going to have to be unapologetic to be your full um, self and your full capability as a leader. So so what made you settle on kind of that slogan of being unapologetic in, in that purposeful driven leadership? Well, um, the top, the unapologetic on purpose, that just came from the fact that kind of what you, to echo what you were saying, to be able to represent yourself um, just as a person, as a whole my body, soul, spirit, but then also as a leader and then for organizations to do the same. They have to be unapologetic about their purpose. They have to do whatever it is that they're doing. They have to do it on purpose. And so if they're unapologetic about it, that means they're putting all of who they are to the front. They're putting all of what is in them. You know, we take to the boardroom, their KSAs, knowledge, skills, ability, you know, when you look at it as an individual, your talents, you know, your giftings, those things like that. So it's owning all of that and bringing the ultimate of what that is to the table. And that's how you fully are able to walk in that unapologeticness. I like that. I like that. So, you know, we're talking about being purposeful. Do you feel that a lot of people struggle and a lot of organizations struggle with determining their purpose. What what does that word purpose mean to you? Well, let's out, so we'll work our way backwards. Purpose to me, especially as it relates to an individual, it's kind of that call to action statement. Like, what are you here? What are you? What are what's in your DNA? And and what is it about the things that make up who you are? What is it about that that's, like you said, unique and different? What is it about that? Not to say that nobody else can be an author or no one else can write poetry or anything like that, but it's about what you bring. And, and that kind of 
is that sprinkle, that essence, you know, <laughs> what you bring to the table, that whole makeup is, is purpose. And when it comes to an organization, you know, sometimes you got to think of an organization or a business, you know, as a, a, a living, breathing organism or a, a body, if you will. And so when you don't have a heart, you know, it, it's very hard and difficult for you to pump out what uh, you want the organization to do. You want your leaders to do. You want your downflow pipeline to do if you don't know. And especially if you guys as the top leaders or the, the board or um, the executive leadership aren't in agreement. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> But that's what I would say, you know, when it comes to purpose and, and how it relates to both an individual, you know, as a leader and then um, leadership and organizations as themselves. I, I like that. And, you know, when I first started um, my businesses and when I first started the podcast, I, you know, you have taglines. And the tagline could be your purpose. You know, like one of my taglines is enhance your life, impact your circle. So when people see that, they should understand. Thank you. They should understand that this and even my logo um, is about the butterfly and the ripple effect of the butterfly. So my purpose as a podcaster is to get people to enhance their lives so that they ripple out that positivity into their circle and our circles intersect. They say that everyone on the earth can be connected by six people. Mm -hmm. So we could get all the way around the world and connect everyone just through, you know, six people. And or so Facebook. you never know. You said what? I said, or Facebook. <laughs> You're right. You, you never know how your circle mm -hmm. can just ripple out and, and the small things that you do could become massive things, you know, um, and, and have massive impacts. And, and we think about history, it's women's history month. Still, we got a few yeah. days left. Yeah. And, um, if we think about like focus, you might be focused on a very small thing. Like I think of Rosa Park, she was focused on getting home. She was focused uh -huh. on not wanting to give up her seat uh -huh. to this white man. Who or this bus driver who's telling her she's got to give it up to this white person. And she's like, I'm mm -hmm. in the colored section. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm tired. I'm not getting up. And I'm willing to deal with the consequences of that. And her small stance, and I think that purpose is about taking a stance, saying, I have a stance on what I'm here to do. And I'm going to focus on this at this moment. And maybe even for quite a while, but her think of all of the ripple effects of her one choice. Mm -hmm. um, and we could say that about a lot of women who had a purpose. It could have been a small purpose to them at the time, but that purpose, they took a stand. They were willing to take whatever consequences came with that stand. And I think that that's also something that we were talking about, about being unapologetic. Mm -hmm. When you take a stance, you got to be prepared as a leader that everyone's not going to agree. And they might have some uh, feelings and thoughts and, and comments. Um, but, you know, you can't worry about that. You have to be dedicated to your stance and dedicated to your purpose and realize the value of it. Um, and, and I think that that's what if you know your why. Yes. And your why helps you a lot with staying focused on that purpose and having purpose-driven leadership. So do you help people with that, um, come, kind of coming up with their why? Absolutely. Um, just if I can add one thing before I answer that question, when you were talking about Rosa Parks, I was thinking of um, Mamie Till. I was just finishing that um docu-type series show that um, came on and how um, the focus was um, on her son and rather the focus was not on her son originally and it wasn't about finding him it wasn't about looking for him it wasn't about you know speaking up to what was being told by her relatives had happened and if it wasn't for her putting the focus back 
back on that city, back on those people, back on those individuals. Each and every time she came up against opposition, she would have never found her son. And then we take that even further. Um, she found him. She said, no, no, no. Even more focus has to be on this. Nobody can have the child go through something like this. So she put the focus even back on it again. And then when that happened, everybody was like, okay, now you're done, right? And then that's when the NAACP knocked on her door and they were like, this is an opportunity for you to not just be the mother of someone lost a child, but for you to be not just a mother now, but a mother that takes a stance against this type of abuse, this type of hatred and be a, a fighter and be a, become a fighter and become ultimately an activist in history, you know, of, of, of one that she could have let, let that focus go and just let it, her son be buried down there and everything about him and everything that happened. But she chose to take that focus and make him the focus continuously over and over again. And now we watch a, a whole series about her. Now we read about her. Now we see all her efforts and her son and his memory. Now I believe he was on the postage not that long ago. So focus in taking a stance means a big deal, especially to not just women, but especially minorities. We taking a stance is, is all we all we do all the time. <laughs> Because our voice is often diminished and it's often not heard. And so to take, to answer your question about um, do I help people with focus and do I help them to kind of find their voice, find their why? What I call it, like I said, I call it is I call it um, their DNA or, or or the whole reason that they're here because that's how I was taught when I was a little girl by my dad, he said, you're not here by accident. You're not here for just because me and mom had you. You are here on purpose. And your purpose here has, like you said, a ripple effect. What you say, what you do, it, it, it goes beyond just you running story, a running line in line with the person. It goes beyond just that high and by. It goes beyond you just, oh, I went to school with them. It goes beyond them just being a co-worker. It goes beyond that. And it goes beyond that because when, especially when you are able to take who you are and give it away, you know, give it away and not to where it's diminishing you when you actually give it away you you get more you have more back you know you have more in you to, to to share and so that focus that that why that dna is all because that's why you're here it's your reason it's the whole reason you're here on purpose i i like that and and it made me think about my daddy you know, um, my daddy would tell me, um, and then later my sister, when you leave this house, you represent me. Okay. And don't go I'm out here kidding. representing me badly. <laughs> and, um, and he would also say, I was the oldest grandchild. I was the oldest of, you know, my, my, my sister is 10 years younger than I am. And he would also say, realize that you are a leader. You may not think you may be 10 years old, but you are a leader to the, the younger cousins and the younger, your younger sister. She's going to look at you. Your cousins are going to look at you. You need to be an example. Yeah. And, you know, even as, as we're raising our children or our, you know, inputting into our nieces and nephews and, you know, the younger generation, we can also cause them to have that sense of purpose and sense of focus that what you do can either lead someone in the right path or lead someone in the wrong path. You know, mm -hmm. so as we're even raising up our children, we could do that because um, I know I was given that sense of responsibility very young mm -hmm. that I can't just go out here acting any kind of way because I represent my daddy. And also because I got a little sister, I got little cousins that are looking at me. And they're going to learn from me what they should do, what they should say, how they should act in the world. Um, and so that was something 
that gave me a why before I even knew what a why was. And they're <laughs> probably I, still looking at you now, you know, they're probably right. still looking at your life and, and looking up to you still. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I didn't want to get in trouble for being a bad example, you know. <laughs> um, and and I also wanted to 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 kind of piggyback on that. Um, when we're talking about these people taking this unapologetic stance, Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, you know, when I was a teenager, I was going to church and, and there was something that was said that I didn't like back then. It was talking about taking up your cross and following Christ. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, and they portrayed it as you should be drinking, you shouldn't be smoking, you shouldn't be having sex, you know, though mm-hmm. that was taking up your cross. But now I see that completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, now I see that as when I become a leader, my cross is to deal with that discomfort because mm-hmm. there's some discomfort sometimes in being a leader. Oh yeah. There's, there's discomfort in even being successful. It's not easy. You got to grind, you got to hustle, you got to work when you don't feel like it. Um, so that kind of is the cross and that, that why kind of helps you bury or, or to bear that cross and to keep moving forward because you know that you're going to have success on the other end and you know you're going to have an impact on the other end uh, and you look forward to that impact that you're going to have. So um, what, like, how did you get started on this journey towards being Tanya J. Miller, LLC, you know, talking with Tanya, helping people find their DNA and their purpose and their leadership. How did you get started on that? Like what made that uh, something that was drawing you to to do that? Um, it's kind of that thing, you know, that person I talked about before. <laughs> um, that being instilled in me in an early age, I honestly became a leader over and over again. And I became a leader um, oftentimes um, much younger than the other leaders around me. Um, That goes from, you know, things in school to, uh, you know, college and then even um, in my career life. And so I looked at kind of what echoed back and forth throughout my life and kind of what um, came back up. And the first thing I realized was I love to write. And I had forgot I love to write. But I like I went all the way back to first grade. <laughs> My first grade writing teacher, Mrs. Jones, and how she um, would have a writing prompt for us um, to journal on every day for about 15, 10 to 15 minutes when we first came in. And then we put our journals away and she would just casually read them off and on throughout the year and maybe give us some comments or notes. But I remember journaling. So I was journaling in fourth grade. So, yes, I'm gonna make y'all journal now. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to create the journal. But, you know, even th- things like that or just the fact that, you know, in college, one of our projects we had to do was to create a children's book. Then we had to market it and then promote it and do all these different things. And I was like, oh, so I learned how to uh, publish and write my own book for the second time. Because then I remember when I did that, I remember we published and wrote, we wrote and published books literally with us being the publisher, like we learned how to make a book mm-hmm. <laughs> and sew it together and everything. Back in fourth grade, third grade, and I was like, wow, this is like coming up. And so by 2005, I had started talking with Tanya because it was both bringing the aspect of me as a writer and then me as a person that always um, wanted people to find themselves and and to figure out their purpose for being here, just like I had figured that out. And so um, that's what I did. I had actually started a nonprofit with my dad um, as well for young adults. It's um, shuttered now, but it's still in my heart. Pieces of it are still in what I do now. But um, 
that was kind of what, what how things got started in 2005. And by the time I looked up 2015, I published two books. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. So I guess I know what I'm doing a little bit. But, um, you know, it's just a lot of times you have to just look back at who you are because sometimes you forget. And so kind of what you asked me before, I just... I just ask them to take a look back or tell me about their story or tell me about their family or themselves. And before they know it, they end up realizing, oh, you, oh, you, 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 you tricked me. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all. We just, you know, we just did some homework. You know, we did some life coaching, you know, but that, and that's part of how it starts. But yeah, definitely um, my dad, my mom, you know, I I always give my dad the credit on that part because I tell people I wrote a whole book about my mama, so I at least got to make sure I give my dad his credit on the front end because she got a whole book about her. You know, so it's them. You know, they are the core of who I am, and they are what um, drove me to figure out my purpose. That that's awesome. Um, and you talked about going back. Mm -hmm. And looking at, you know, your past and, and what what you were good at, what what was brought to you as a child. Um, you know, when I was going through my changes, you know, because I feel like I've had about five different lives. Hey, <laughs> you know, I had the butterfly. It's not, <laughs> you know, like metamorphosis. <laughs> right. You know, so I was one person in college and then I became a different person when I was a mom and a wife. And then when I got divorced, I had to recreate myself and I had to figure out my purpose again, because my purpose now is not being someone's wife. My purpose now mm -hmm. is not mothering in the same way because my kids are grown. Mm -hmm. They have left the house. I have to take my hands back and let them be men and let them find their way. I'm still here. I'm always going to be their mother, but I can't mother them in the mm -hmm. same way because now they're grown men. And so I, I went on this, let me find my purpose. And part of that purpose was journaling mm -hmm. and also reflecting on the things that people had said about me, the things that people said were my gifts, the things that people said I should do. You should, you should really do voiceover work. You have such a nice voice. You should do a podcast. You have such a nice voice. Okay, let me put that down. Let me put that down, <laughs> you know? Um, and just exploring those things. Is that really something I wanna do? Is that something that would really fit me? Mm -hmm. um, you're such a great writer. You should write a book about this. Do I really wanna do that? And, and all those things I ended up doing. Um, and, and even you were talking about journaling and we're talking about focus, you know, I have a guided journal. This is my guided journal called Energize Your Life. Mm -hmm. And every page is a different topic. Every page has prompts, you know, different types of prompts to get people to focus on different topics, but also to get them to reflect, to do affirmations, visualizations, gratitude journal. So it has goal setting journals. So I have like five different types of prompts throughout the, the book where they're focusing on, on what their purpose is and where they want to go and who they want to become and what impact they want to have, what legacy they want to leave. Um, and so as they're journaling, they're kind of crystallizing that vision of their life and putting it on paper where they can go back and look at it and, and change it as it needs to be changed. You know, mm -hmm. so, so you wrote a, you wrote a, a, a journal also. Yes. Well, each project I do is normally I kind of I, I tell people that's my creative and affordable way to do coaching. So I when I do a book, I, I make them do homework. <laughs> and so I have a, like usually a journal or a guide or something like that that accompanies it to um, put them, help them to put in action, you know, right there with they what they're reading and what they're thinking and what they're feeling about it. So, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that they see what they need to see for themselves as they're um, going along in the book. Awesome. I, I like that that you said I give them homework. <laughs> yes, we need homework sometimes. We need it. And we need to spend time actually reflecting on ourselves, meditating on ourselves, because you know, like I said, we don't find out who we are just by accident. It takes a little bit of digging, a little bit of time, a little bit of reflection. 
And so once we find it, we also have to protect it. Yeah. Because as much as people can speak life into you and help you find yourself, they can also pull you way off target. Absolutely. You distracted, you know, and, and end up in a totally different place. Yeah. So what would you say about that, about people staying focused on their purpose, on their leadership style and where they want to go? You know, Kind of, and I, I don't want to, I hate to say it like this, but especially when it comes to leading an organization, you know, when you put on a suit that doesn't feel right, you can't move like you need to move, you know, it's tight or it's too big. You, you, you look in the mirror, you kind of look funny. And so it's the same thing when you try to imitate or impersonate somebody else's leadership style. It ought to not fit. You ought to feel uncomfortable. It ought to not make sense for you because what makes sense for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's your fit. It's your height. It's your, you know, it's not, it's your, not your dimensions. Your dimensions are completely different, you know? And so that's what I would say is that don't fall for you know, the impersonation act, you know, don't fall for um, something that doesn't fit you. Take the essence of, take, take the meat out of, if you will, the, the, the leadership training and the management training and all of that that they're going to give you as a baseline and take all of that as your baseline and take it um, as the meat and then you go on and add the vegetables and the, you know, the little potatoes, the carb, you know, or the roll. You know, you add that little, that piece so that it's never any confusion that you're their leader and not, not anybody else. If, if, if you're, cause here's the thing, how I feel about leadership, cause I, 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 I'm getting even more excited because it's a big thing to me. But when it comes to leadership, you are there, you are the servant, not the other way around. You are there to serve them to make sure that, and when I mean that, that to make sure that they are able to fulfill the mission by you coaching them, by you leading them, not necessarily by you just managing them. Anybody can be a manager. It takes different skill set to be a leader. It takes a different mindset and understanding of your role and your purpose in that particular place because you may have a role but your purpose is what you are when you leave that position and when you leave that organization and you take your purpose which you, you might not can take that role but you still take your, that purpose with you because once again i said i use the word echoes you use the word ripple. It, it ripples itself throughout your life. It's always still the undercurrent. It's always still, at, it's still going. It's still flowing. It's still at the core of who you are. And so, you know, all I kept hearing when you were talking about everything is like, oh, okay. So you told her her purpose is focused. You told her 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 purpose is to ensure that people understand how focus can change your life from beginning to look at their day and retrospect to all the way looking at how they 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 listen to a commercial or how they listen to a book or, or how they 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 journal. You told her her purpose is focused. And so I was like, okay, okay, I see. And so I was as you were talking, I just kept hearing the the the, the flowing of it throughout your entire life, you know, of how you were. Because I guarantee you, as a mom, you put specific focus to things. You didn't just do it any kind of way. You know, you, you made sure that what you want them to learn and know, you brought, you brought special focus to it. And the same throughout your life, you know, as you were talking about your nieces and nephews, I feel like just from listening to you, whatever you do, you make sure that how you do it, there's there's focus to it and there's there's a, a special way in which you deliver it. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, um, at the beginning of my show, I say I am Zinashe. I am a coach, a catalyst and a conduit 
who launches humanity into greatness by accelerating mindset changes and replacing limitations with possibilities. And then I explain what each of those words mean. So I'm very clear about my purpose. My purpose is to accelerate what you're doing. That means I want you to move faster, not in a term of, of you will move so fast you're crashing, but you're, move, you're not getting stuck. Mm -hmm. And how are we gonna accelerate that we're going to replace the limitations you have with possibilities because we limit ourselves way too much. Mm -hmm. And once we realize that we don't have to limit ourselves, we have possibilities that can open us up to all kinds of choices, all kinds of opportunities. We can feel freer. We can feel more powerful. And then how am I going to do that? I'm going to coach you. And I use the journal. I use my books to coach too, because I don't have personal one-on-one -on -one coaches, but this podcast is also coaching in a sense. Oh, yeah. it's Absolutely. From it. But I'm a conduit because mm -hmm. I am connecting people to people who have done the work. I am mm -hmm. connecting you to somebody you may have never heard about. So now you have all of their resources at your disposal. Mm -hmm. So now you can choose, okay, I want to accelerate myself through listening to, you know, Tanya talking with Tanya and getting her books, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm also a catalyst because what a catalyst does is when you put a catalyst into a chemical reaction, mm -hmm. it reacts. Yes, it does. That, that inert substance doesn't stay stagnant anymore it begins to change and evolve so i want every podcast that i do to replace those limitations with possibilities to connect people to resources mm -hmm. and to cause them to see themselves differently to see that where they are is not where they have to be Absolutely. and you know we all can transform i have transformed my life like i said like five different times at least you know so um what when you talk about talking with Tanya and mm -hmm. Tanya J. Miller, LLC, you know, what do you want to tell us about those two things and, and your books? I want to kind of just let you talk to the people about what you offer, because, again, you are brought here as a resource to, Absolutely. yeah, to definitely uh, help people, whether they're an individual or an organization mm -hmm. to begin to, as you say, get down to the DNA of who they are. Mm -hmm. find their purpose, find their why, and begin to unapologetically move into that purpose and into that leadership. So I want to kind of open it up to you to be able to talk about whatever you want to tell the people about what resources you offer that they can tap into. Absolutely. Well, thank you. As again, like I said before, for this, this awesome conversation, because it will, I don't even feel like it's the interview. We were just talking. We were sitting down sun, Sunday evening at the coffee shop, just, you know, having a good old conversation, and they just peeked in. But, um, no, my fourth project is coming out. It's called The Me Project, and it's um, basically reminding you that it starts with you, a.k.a. me. And um, when it, it starts with you because um, of, the, of the motivated effort that you have to have in you to be able to move, to be able to do, you know, to have your being, if you will. And so that motivated effort, that me, it's, 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 it's all in what you do and how you do it, is how you get to that next place and thing. And so we talk about that because so many people, especially 2020 to 2022, lost it. They lost that, 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 motivation to do stuff there's their effort is not there yet and so i want to help you to get back moving i want to help you to get back motivated and to have the effort to go after life like you had been before let's get off uh we got to figure out a new way of living now going forward and so that fourth project is coming out late spring so stay connected at tanyajmiller.com you can sign up for the newsletter at bit.ly, all caps, join fam, and you'll be um, in the know for that. And then you also get a promo code for shop.tanyajmiller.com to shop all the books, the message merch that I call it. I'm wearing one of them. It says it all starts with me. So um, 
I have everything from mess, message apparel to buttons to all different things that are just, I, I, I think that, you know, cool because I wear them and they're good. Sometimes conversations started, but, um, the thing I wanted to tell you about the fourth project though is that, um, get connected because we'll probably have some type of a, um, pre-launch as well as um, some insiders that are willing to do reviews um, or to do um, some type of um, work with us in the beginning on the project, we'll um, be gifting the books out to those individuals that wanna be a part of the project. So um, definitely reach out and connect. And um, as I mentioned, talking with Tanya, um, we're on social media under talking with Tanya. So um, check us out there. That's every day uh, or every week. Motivation, inspiration, and encouragement to help you where you're at. So check that out. And then um, I actually have online courses as well. <clears throat> those are at school.tanyajmiller.com. And so those are kind of where you can pick topics that you may you know want to work on before you start working with me you want you know start working on it with yourself and so they have uh on, they have uh presentations they have audio uh attached to it video um all different topics so check out school.tanyajmiller.com there's actually even a free course there too and a free tool so um, connect with us more than anything. That's how you'll stay in the know. Check out shop.tanyajmiller.com. Check out school.tanyajmiller.com. And then for coaching, go to the website because all the coaching package details are there. Uh, everything from one-on-one to group coaching. Um, and if it's not there, you know, we can figure out what's what what your needs are and we can customize something the same for leaderships and for organizations um if you go to strategy no i think it's under it's under the coaching page as well you will see something about um, organizational leadership and leadership strategy and development that's where we can come in and we can either um, maybe talk to your executive leadership or well, not talk, but you, you know, come in and work with your executive leadership or even work with, you know, all of your leadership through a series of um, court classes, if you will. Or we can just come in and offer, you know, kind of a work organizations have brown bags that they may have um, things for Women's Leadership Month or things like that, where we come in um, and, and discuss things that are pertaining to leadership and organization development, but we strategize for where they're at and what they have um, going on. So check out all of that. I do speaking engagements as well, uh, of course, podcasts, but I also um, do keynote speaking. I do um, pod, sorry. I do panel, um, panelists being a part of a panel. I do hosting as well, emceeing. So just reach out and connect. Um, if it's not there, somebody on the team can definitely provide the specifics of what you may need. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I love, I love, as you called it, message merchandise, message merch. I love that. You know, I have a uh, Teespring store and I have created about 14 designs that have positive affirmations and things on there. Because one of the things that when I was doing live shows with poetry, comedy and music, people love souvenirs. Oh, yeah. They love to take things with them that kind of capture the spirit of that event. Yeah. Um, and we had some great slogans that we put on our message. mark. Like one of mine was get Zend stay zen spread zen oh yeah and so that was about focusing on getting your mind right your attitude right mm -hmm. and then when you stay zen that was about your heart and those rituals that keep you in that state of peace and contentment uh fulfillment 
And then spreading Zen, well, you can't keep it all inside you. You need to actually spread that into the world. Yes. Um, Let and, us all be at peace. <laughs> and, and I love another thing that you said. You said that when you leave a role, you can leave that role, but your purpose goes with you. Mm -hmm. you know, when I was in college, I worked with the United Way, Ripley House. I did tutoring with them. I worked with the YMCA. So I was, I was mentoring. I was coaching. I was tutoring. I was trying to help young people become their best. Then I became an educator. For the last 27 years, I've been a high school teacher. And I'm getting ready to retire in January. And now I've got the podcast. I've got the book. So I'm still working on mentoring. I'm still working on coaching, uh, educating, you know, Absolutely. I consider myself moving into educational consulting. So my role may have changed. I may have gone from YMCA tutor to United Way tutor to public school educator to now podcaster and educational consultant and best-selling author. But even Ooh. though the changed, <laughs> thank you, the purpose did it. The purpose that I was put here are the things that I said earlier you know, mm -hmm. to replace limitations with possibilities. I was doing that back in college when I was trying to get these kids from the hood to think about going to college. You know, I was trying to replace their limitations with possibilities. I was trying to get them to focus on a better future because, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I learned from being an athlete, you know, my coach, uh, Mervyn Pellerin, she was my coach for about seven years of my life almost. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, like more like five years, but it seemed like it was forever. Um, we always remember tell us, what'd you say? I said, we always remember those that make that impact. So it's right. probably feel like forever because they make that much of a monumental um, tag in your lifetime. Right. So, you know, in high school, I started playing volleyball and basketball in eighth grade. And then I went all the way through high school. And then I played volleyball. Yeah, I went. I played both all the way through high school, and then I played volleyball for one semester in college till I got injured. Um, so, and then we ran into each other. She became a coach at my school where I was teaching for quite a few years. Yeah, we worked together as coworkers. Um, she would always talk about when you get ready to serve the ball in volleyball, you look where you want the ball to go. That's it. Because Wherever you're looking, that's where the ball is going to go. If you look off, you're going to end up hitting it out of bounds. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to focus on where you want the ball to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you even had to, you know, we were, we were bumped, you know, in volleyball, the, the ball bumps off your arms. You know, you're trying to bump it back over the net. You also needed to put your arms in the right position to try to focus your body to where you wanted it to go. Cause if you've got your arms pointed the wrong way, it's going to hit everything out of bounds. So, you know, physically as an athlete, I learned that focus was really important because if you're not focused in the right direction, if your body is not aligned, then your efforts are going to end up out of bounds. Oh yeah. Uh, and that ties to, being aligned in a lot of ways, you know, being aligned, heart, mind, soul, body, try to have everything moving in the same direction, try to, you know, have all of this working together mm -hmm. for your purpose to be, you know, realized. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's great that you have all of the different resources that you mentioned, you know, your courses, your books, you know, your talking with Tanya on YouTube and on the other platforms that you have it on your groups that people can join. Um, and, and it's great that you're going to be doing another project and having people be able to review that, you know, so that's great. It's, it's wonderful when we keep putting out content because people need content. And, and I love another thing I wanted to comment on. You talked about people getting off track and being on pause mm -hmm. because 2020, the whole world stopped for a while. And we all got a shock to our system. The world did not continue the way it was previously. And it still hasn't come back completely to the way it was before. Maybe it never will. And a lot of people 
jump-started their lives and changed a lot of things. And some people, as you said, are still in pause. They are lost. They're confused. They're, they feel like they don't have purpose. They don't know what to do. So it's great that you're putting out a project to kind of help people get off pause and to help them get that motivation back. You know, when, when 2020 hit, um, the last live show that I did in 2020 was called, um, what was it called? The Ides of March, right? And that's the day in Julius Caesar, the play when he was warned not to leave home because they were going to assassinate him. And it's March 15th. Mm-hmm. And that was the day that they actually shut everything down in Houston. So the next day, all the restaurants closed, all the bars closed, everything closed. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I had eight shows planned. This is my biggest season coming up. Summer is coming up. Mother's Day, Father's Day, July 4th, you know, uh, Veterans Day. Um, what do you call it? Summer vacation. We had shows planned for all of this stuff coming up, you know, and all that stuff is not going to happen now. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I've been working on building this audience for years. I don't want to lose these people. I can't just be in quarantine and nobody hears from me. Nobody sees me. What am I going to do? I don't want to do an online show. I don't even know how to do an online show. (laughs) But that was when I decided to put my merch online and started Mm -hmm. e-commerce store. And then that was when I decided I can talk about what I'm going through, which is refocusing myself. Mm -hmm. away from the live shows to a podcast. And I can write down all the things that I still have that were not taken away from me. I can focus on that. I can focus on what I have. I still have a positive attitude. I still have balance. I still have boundaries. I still have control of certain things. Um, I still have commitment to some of my goals. I still have consistency. I still, you know, I went ABC all the way down the list. And so now we happen to be in the F's, you know, which is this, this episode is going to be called focus. So literally I've been going through the alphabet with all the things I wrote down in 2020. I still had, and I went A to Z. So actually I planned out, I don't know how many episodes that is, but I actually went down and I thought of all the things that I still had qualities, Mm -hmm. um, skills that I could still utilize that were going to sustain me through whatever this change was. And then I was like, let me bring people on who can be resources for people who are struggling, like I was struggling, to deal with these changes that are happening in our world. And then we can talk about that. We can encourage each other. We can learn from each other because your story is not like my story, but I can learn from your story. I can use your resources. You can use my resources. So that's where the whole concept of Zenergy came from. It's the urge for more peace and fulfillment in life. But it's also that idea that no matter where we are, we have inherent things that we can tap into. And like you said, our DNA, Mm -hmm. in our DNA, we have these abilities. We have this calling. We have the call to action. I like how you said that, this call to action that we can tap into. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I love how you kind of describe some of that. And, and so I see like a lot of similarity between what we're doing. Um, so I want you to tell them where they can find you again, because we're going to be wrapping up really soon. Absolutely. So again, reach out, connect to us on social media under Talking with Tanya. That's T-A-N-Y-A. And then reach out and connect to us um, at bit.ly, all caps, join fam. And then, of course, go to our website, tanajmiller.com. It will have information on coaching, leadership strategy sessions, organizational development, and then as well as our um, opportunities where you can reach out for speaking engagements that you may have, and then updates on the books on the fourth project and then of course where you can find the books as well so just definitely like i said more than anything please remember to be able that you have the ability to be able to do your life and your leadership unapologetically on purpose and to add to what my sister said you have the ability because there's inherent dna in you that gives you the ability to put focus to what is your passion And that's how you were able to walk out your destiny. 
Walking out your destiny. I love that. And I am Zenashe. You can see my name on the screen, Z-E-N-A-S-E. So you can follow me on any platform at Zenashe or Zenashe Poetry. Um, there are 73 other episodes on Zenergy that you can tap into. So please like, subscribe, share. Um, on Amazon, my first book is called Zenergize Your Life, Volume 1. And it is a guided journal. And it's short. It's only 29 pages. Um, so it's not going to take you forever to do. And my second book is called Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures, Lust, Loss, and Lessons of Love from 101 Dates, a memoir told in poetry and prose. And this is the last seven years of my life. This covers how I actually transformed my life. I talked about transformation, how I actually started, you know, my businesses, um, online dating. There's some crazy stories in here, but it's not just a dating book. Uh, but it is about life. It's about all the transitions I went through, empty nest, um, becoming a spoken word artist, becoming an author, all the things that happened. And so there's a lot of interesting conversations in here about singleness, about being divorced, about becoming the woman that you want to be unapologetically, as we've been talking about. So if you got a Kindle Unlimited, you can actually download it for free. You know, otherwise you can get it on Amazon. Both the books are on Amazon. So I want to thank you guys for joining us uh, for Focus. And I want to thank uh, Tanya J. Miller of Talking with Tanya for joining us. And I want you I want you guys to walk in synergy. So may you walk in synergy. Have a great night. Zenashe, a newly divorced 43-year-old Southern woman, wanted a fresh start. She'd heard there were plenty of fish to choose from in the modern dating pond. What she discovered were plenty of guppies, exactly 101 of them. The result? A provocative, transparent, raw, and delightfully uncensored account of her experiences with the 101 men she encountered on her journey to find the one. In Plenty of Guppies, Zen spills all the tea on dating psychology, relationships, and self-discovery while giving readers a rare glimpse into the life of an award-winning artist and best-selling author. The book is an enlightening narrative that explores gender roles and identity outside of societal expectations. Zen has written a refreshingly mature modern-day epic of online dating, layering her personal story with erotic poetic verses and passionate prose that frame her journey toward rebuilding a life as a single woman and adjusting to both an empty nest and boomeranging children.